Oh. I got me no I got no water. That's alright. That's alright. I don't do my customary, you know, drink and then say my my spill. It is what it is. Hey y'all, welcome to Water Break with the Water Boy and comedian John Brannion. Who still hasn't heard the theme music for this show? We we need to our engineering. How many weeks? Yeah. Well, how many should, weeks have I been on this show, and I don't even know what the theme music it's, sounds it's like? It's really good theme music, and and if you would actually re-listen to our shows to learn mm-hmm. and grow as a you know commentator and as a comedian next door, I mean, mm-hmm. you would know what the music was because you re-listen to so, it. So, way to way to flip your technical difficulties <laughs> back onto me. I did, I did do that. Uh, hey, you guys, we are, as you know, we're going to be doing a city, a West Coast tour. We're going to be in a couple cities coming up, uh, March, April, and May. And, uh, we're going to be in Fort Worth, March 16th. So make sure you check that out. Um, uh, ticket sales will be basically going a month, uh, happening a month before each event. So March, uh, so February 15th, ticket sales will be happening. Um, club members get first access uh, to sell these venues. I think these venues will be selling out, so club members get first access. So if you're not a club member, you'll get first dibs into buying tickets. Um, we'll be in Rapid City, Rapid City, uh, April 7th. And actually, comedian John Brannion will be there with us uh, opening up our live show with a, a skit, John. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a skit of some sort. <laughs> some sort of corny church skit. Some- yeah, some hacky cornball skit <laughs> involving farm animals and overalls. I'm sure. Oh, that's and great slang. Yeah, that's gonna be this gonna be well worth the ticket purchase alone, right there. Yes, and uh, and the club members get it first. So if you <laughs> if you stall, if you wait around and you don't get a ticket, it's on you. Gabe Gabe will figure out some way to blame. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be my fault. All right, and then we'll be in uh, Phoenix in May, middle of May. We haven't finalized the date there, but we'll we're Lord willing, we'll be in Phoenix. We're excited about it. It all it should all be coming together. Uh, Secondly, um, uh, you guys have heard me talk about this before, but we've kind of have been collecting business contacts uh, to start some some sort of fight, laugh, feast business network. We don't know how all this is going to shake out. Um, we've been thinking about it, and since we've started cross politic, and um, I think this kind of business network is becoming more relevant than when we first thought in 2016. As Christians, we need to form business communities, business networks. You know, sort of a Christian economy. We have made you aware that our friends at Babylon B have been canceled by Mailchimp. Our friends at Gab have been canceled by I think five banks, six banks in the last year or so. We of course have no problem. Doing business with unbelievers, that's that's not the problem. But the time has come that we need to be intentional with working with each other. I want to find a Christian-owned bank. I really do. Um, a Christian server farm, a Christian-owned hospital, um, even more than ever, and so forth. So we want to create a business directory, which will probably go in our club portal, something along those lines. I'm not quite sure how it's all going to be delivered in the end. But go and sign up your business to flfnetwork.com forward slash business. flfnetwork.com forward slash business. We we have a couple hundred businesses that have already signed up and and uh, can't wait to reach, you know, 5,000, 10,000 businesses and so forth. So go to flfnetwork.com forward slash business. Cannonball or belly flop, you decide. Last night, our midweek fix... We were discussing Kid Rock and the Canadian trucker convoy, and there was a lot more I think that needed to be said about it all. 
outside of the work of the Holy Spirit, cold wars and wars for that matter are inevitable. And I think we are in a cold war. And when this happens, we end up joining alliances with people that we never would have thought would have ended up on our team in a million years. You know, like I said last night, how, how the heck did Joe Rogan end up on my team? Or Dave Chappelle? Kid Rock? Are you? But but also somehow Judas ended up on the Apostles team. You know, we live in a messy world, so we should not have a problem with things actually being messy. Uh, what we should be concerned about is being faithful in the messiness. As Christians, we really need to know our Bibles and think like we are saturated in our Bible. When the lines are drawn, and they are in the process of being drawn, we will end up with all sorts of weirdos, aunts and uncles, and red pill newbies in our camp. Christians need to be out in front of this, thinking ahead, getting prepared for how to proceed in wisdom with these new lines and new relationships. It's happening. It's coming. It already has happened. Again, don't worry about the messiness that is in. That's a given. Be faithful to God and his word and take action. That's where you're at. Now, somehow in the last couple of years, you know, Dave Rubin, Candace Owens, Donald Trump, Tom McDonald all ended up in my camp and I guess on my team. Um, now, of course, there's differences between co-belligerents, those, uh, those who are conservatives but are hard to trust for various reasons, and genuine unified conservative Christian teammates. But in this world, we're going to have a lot of everyone pouring into our camp. You know, it, it's going to happen. And we as Christians need to be setting the tone, the culture of these new lines, and direction of how we should engage, what battles we should fight, and how and when we fight alongside the co-belligerents and our various allies and so forth. And I don't, I'm not sure if the church is thinking through that and ready for this. But here's where conservatives run into problems when it comes to aligning and fighting. We don't know how to read the story well. We don't know how to assess the characters. Which character is who? Who's Judas? Who's, you know, King David? Who's, you know, his his cousin? You know, who's Solomon and all this? Who's Jesus? Who's, you know, Peter and all this? The characters that are surrounding us, we need to think through. And because of this, we tend to fall into two ditches. Uh, Either we can be very naive, okay, and not, you know, um, be too trusting or something along those lines. Uh, Secondly, we can easily be cool-shammed. Meaning we want to be liked and accepted, so we capitulate, you know, another word for that as cowards. Uh, and a good example of this would be, you know, probably your previous pastor. Think about Sean Hannity. He interviewed Bruce Jenner when he ran, when Bruce Jenner was running for governor. And at no point did Sean Hannity call Bruce out on his delusional mental disorder. Instead, Sean took Bruce seriously and participated in his delusion. Conservatives like Sean are cowards who don't know how to stand up to mobs. And even though Bruce Jenner might be a, some sort of co-belligerent when it comes to you know low taxes or small government, Sean buckled to the LGBT plus minus crowd. Imagine if Sean insisted on using male program, pronouns when referring to Bruce Jenner in that interview. Sean would have lost his job at Fox. Fox would have parted ways with Sean. And that's where conservatives are losing. And so this got me thinking kind of down the line, down the, these lines, John. Um, 
you know, we, we need to read our Bibles and, and one of the things that we need to learn how to think in is in biblical categories, not, not worldly categories. And, and so we need to know, okay, all right, I have no problem with Bruce Jenner voting for a president I might vote for. Right. He's some sort of co-belligerent in that vote. Um, I do have every problem with not confronting Bruce Jenner on his delusions on my show or Sean or, you know, on Sean's show. Right. And let's say I would have a problem with, let's say, Bruce Jenner leading the charge on, you know, small government voting. (laughs) Um, You know, so some characters, I have no problem, let's say, joining me in a vote or, um, but I would have a problem, let's say, with them leading the, the, the process. Uh, and so we need to sort through this. And then secondly, in all this, I was thinking, um, thinking in biblical categories like church, family, civil government, you know, the three spheres that God has given us, the three authorities that God has given us, um, really helps, I think, sort through, okay, how do I view Sean Hannity in all this? You know, where, what kind of character is he in the story? Um, well, at some level, he's some sort of Peter, you know, um, he, he's not denying Jesus, but he, he's, he's weak. He's weak principally in all this. Um, right. You don't see him as an enemy. Don't see him as an enemy. Um, but right. this is where that, you know, being accountable to a church, let's say would be very helpful. The church could rebuke Sean or, or, you know, there's real accountability in these various communities, church, family, um, civil government. And that really helps when these lines, these cold war lines get drawn. And, you know, as I said, they're still being drawn. I think that what help us kind of sort through how we view each character and how we partner with them or lock arms and, and so forth. What are your thoughts? Well, absolutely. It, it's funny because I was having similar thoughts and you and I haven't even talked about this. Um, but this last week I was, uh, scrolling and I saw on Fox that they had posted a quote from uh, from Bruce Jenner, who who goes by Caitlin now, and it was a commentary about um, transgender trans women competing in uh, female sports. You know, for the University of Pennsylvania yep. has got that male swimmer yep. on the women's team, and it's causing a whole lot of problems. Yep. So so Jenner comes out and says. Uh, something along the lines of quote was she was born a biological boy. She has a larger uh, cardiovascular system. She has more lung capacity. She has larger hands. She can swim faster. And a lot of the Fox people. Wow. Well, a lot of the Fox people were like, yes, Caitlin is on our team. You know, Caitlin is saying the things she's saying all the right things. And I commented, I said, um, well, Caitlyn Jenner shouldn't be commenting on this. This she's not the right. This is not the right person to be commenting yeah, on this that's right. because it's it's incongruent. As soon as as soon as it comes out of his mouth, it causes a whole bunch of confusion. Right. And I got lit up. I got lit up by the people who were saying ex- exactly the same sort of things that you were describing, where they're like, "This is an ally. Why are you? Why are you making? Why are you picking a fight with a potential ally?" Right. This is the problem with conservatives is we right. can't band together. Right. And and I think that that there needs to be a distinction for Christian people between our Christianity and our politics. Mm-hmm. It's weak. 
it's not enough to be a conservative. It's, it's right. not, it's That's not right. enough. Right. Um, and so when your conservatism it goes askew and falls away from God's teaching, that's when you need to go, okay, yeah. I have to chuck, I have to chuck the conservatism because what struck me, and this was the conversation that I had with some people at my church on Sunday is that Fox putting that quote out the way they did has completely jumped over the thing that everybody was arguing about a little over a year ago. And that is the proper use of pronouns, right? Is it, are are we going to, we were fighting about whether you can refer to he as she or, or not. And everybody on the conservative side was like, no, you know, uh, that's, it's not okay. You can't force me to use your pronouns. Well, Fox is completely, they've just, they've just uh, abandoned that. Yeah. They've just, they've changed sides and they don't even know it. So all these conservative people are now using the language of the left because because they're compromising. That's right. Well, we've got an ally here, so we're gonna we're gonna call Bruce Jenner she and yeah. her because it's an ally, and it's like you're you're fools. You're one of our goals with the network is um, I would love I, I, I one of my prayers is I'm praying that cross politic can take over Fox and conservative media, and in some sense, Fox is kind of making it easy for us in the long run when they do that kind of stuff when they abandon. Um, their conservative values when they abandon, you know, um, uh, biblical truths, which is what they're doing. And they've done that for a while, but they're really doing it when it comes to the transgender stuff, they're being moved all around in all this. And now they're basically happy to sign off on the transgender nomenclature of him and her and switching all that around. Um, and, and they're, they're gonna, you know, old media is like yellow cab and new media is like, like us is like Uber. And and we're gonna come in and we're gonna crush them. That's my prayer. Um, and so thank you, Fox. Appreciate. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what struck me about it was just the insanity of of the quote. I mean, you've got a guy who yeah. identifies as a woman, basically saying what he's saying that this this guy on the women's swim team shouldn't be on the women's swim team. It's so convoluted and yeah. mixed up as he's describing a male swimmer and talking right. about the bigger lungs and the bigger physicality right. and the bigger muscle mass and all this stuff. And right. I mean, the, yeah. the hypocrisy and, and the, is there a video clip of that? Is there a video so, clip of that? Or is it just a, uh, um, it's just a meme. Oh, that I saw. Okay. Bummer. There's probably a video somewhere. Yeah. Cause that would, video somewhere. that'd be fun. That, that could be, um, you know, news that John Brandy could trust that could go on that segment. I, I would <laughs> trust that. Well, the, the guy who uh, who was named the the highest uh, winning Jeopardy contestant, the, the guy's the highest female yeah. Jeopardy contestant. Yeah. You heard about that guy? No. I guess he lost last night or whatever. But I th- what was what I thought would be funny would be um, I, I made a meme just just yesterday, and it was a Jeopardy question. And it was, uh, or the answer was the, this, this type of person has been described the gender. I don't know how do I say it? The gender, uh, chromosomes in this type of person are described as XX. Yep. And so the question would be, you know, what is a, what is a woman? And, and then I just had that guy trying to answer that question. He just said, what is dot, dot, dot. And then like occurred to him, oh, I can't really answer this question (laughs) and be, and be true to who I am. So it creates a, but that's the, this is the, this is the insanity 
that that we're living in now. This is what's coming from the news media and from game shows and from Hollywood and and the people, well-intentioned people who identify as Christians are being led astray by this. Yeah. They're being they're being pulled away from their convictions and right. they don't even know it. Yeah. Well, and that's where I mean Christians are either being naive or they're being cowards in all this. Um, conservative Christians are either being you know naive or cowards, and that's um, you know the Canadian trucker convoy. We said this last night. If if, if it doesn't end in Reformation and revival and, and people um, repenting of their sins and you know people becoming Christians, then it's kind of all for nothing. And these and conservatives here in the here in the U.S. right now they're starting to get excited about twenty twenty four. You know, they're getting excited right now about 2022. They can see right. it's looking like conservatives are going to take back the House, going to take back the Senate, and possibly take back the presidency in the next four years. And uh, all that, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm not sure if I want that in some sense. I don't sense. know if I do either. You know, it's like yeah. I, I want I want repentance. I'm, I'm tired of this, uh, you know, every eight years um, jockeying for position. And then, and then what we accomplish, you know, the, the greatest thing that Bush, uh, Jr., um, George Bush Jr., he had the House and the Senate when he first got elected. And the greatest thing he got accomplished was no child left behind, which doubled the Department of Education's budget. Right. That was like his greatest claim. I mean, like he did nothing with abortion, nothing, you know, no pro-life gains at all. He had the House and Senate did not, you know, he lowered taxes and got no, you know, uh, double the Department of Education budget. It's like that's what conservatives do when we get power and we get in control. Right. You know, uh, when Democrats get in control, man, they they get Obamacare done. They get LGBT, you know, uh, laws passed. They get their whole agenda passed. Right. And but they don't care about the rules. They don't care about. They, the they don't care about the rules. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are, conservatives. You know, we get the House and the Senate, and if we get the presidency back in twenty twenty four, you know, if I always, I always like to run the scenario if I'm president for a day or if I'm governor for a day or whatever. But if I was president and, and I, you know, I become president with the House and the Senate, I think the first thing I would actually do is is get on my knees out in front of the White House and hold a psalm singing and, re, and repent of our nation's sins. You know, represent would, represent our nation. Would be awesome. It'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, it'd be I think it'd be something that God uh, that we need to do as a nation, and I think the president is the that is the covenant head of our country and he yeah. needs to lead us in repentance uh as very as old nation. testament that'd be very old <laughs> testament of you you would have to hold up my arms and tell everyone repents <laughs> very, which would be a long time Hezekiah. very very long time um, all right so for tear down all the asherah poles and <laughs> that's right all right for news john brandian can trust okay i wish you could hear the music john i do too it would really help you get into the spirit of this. There are so many, so many disappointments in my life that I'm just adding this to the pile. <laughs> so, uh, for those who are new or haven't tuned in this segment before, this is this is real news. Um, this is no joke. This is not a lie. This is real news, um, and and it's actually news that, given how um, crazy our culture has been, it's news that John Brandon can trust. Right, because I don't trust very much news. I'm very cynical. That's right. That's right. He he reads CNN like a comic book. Yes, and <laughs> so Gabe has been kind enough to try to bring me every week some news that I can trust and I don't have to be skeptical about. 
So DC Comics, we heard about this um, months ago. DC Comics made its latest Superman a bisexual climate warrior. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, we did. It still makes me laugh, but yes, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, where do you think it's on the charts months later? The new, the new Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh, that is uh, that's a loaded question. Um, yeah. Just take a guess. I don't know. I, uh, you I know. imagine it's. I imagine it's not doing well. I, I don't think that it's probably selling. Yeah. Selling massive numbers of copies yeah there's there's only very small market that likes to you know read comics about training supermans you know yes that want to fight the climate <laughs> that's As, what we talked about when it first happened it's like who's asking for, for this <laughs> which which comic book nerd is asking yeah, for this nerd <laughs> single singularity uh so it's not even in the top 50 comic book chart not even superman like superman is like when the historical all-time comic books and it, it it's not even making it in the top fifty right now. That yeah, hurts. Arguably the first um, superhero, if you you know, Ooh. Ar- arguably. Ooh. And so yeah, he's been he's been destroyed. I think but Jesus. Kind of, yeah, I think Jesus is arguably the first. Well, I'm, I mean, they didn't make a comic book out of Jesus, is what I'm saying. They have a Bible, and that's that's. It's not of, a comic book. What you don't think the Bible has like comic attributes to it? It's not a comic. We're not you're going to lose change. this argument with you real quick, John. <laughs> yeah, because you keep changing the definition of words in the middle of the <laughs> sentence. Um, so if if you isn't this what we're doing in the in the culture? I say we. Now, isn't this what they're doing? Is they're taking everything that has a a history, everything that has some sort of a of a mythology, yep. and they're just destroying it yep they're doing it with star wars they're doing it with all the disney characters they're doing it with uh with the comic books yep. everything uh-huh. it's just being torn apart yep no it's you're you're 100 right i'm looking at some stats here um uh superman when it rebooted in 2018 it hit number one in the selling charts quick that was just in 2018 uh-huh. um you know so now they reboot <laughs> and they can't even make it they're five issues in to be fair they're five issues in, and they still they haven't made the top fifty. So, I'm because glad it's probably because it's terrible. It, it's not. Nobody wants to read stories that are just that are just agendas. That's yeah, the reason. That's right. You know, the reason Jesus told parables is because storytelling is more effective than just blathering your your point of view and right. that's all they're doing that's right. all dc is doing right they're just preaching their stupid sermons they're not telling stories anymore speaking of stupid agendas news that john brandon can trust justin trudeau mm-hmm. goes into hiding right before the truckers arrive to occupy ottawa did you hear about this <laughs> no yeah. i heard about the convoy but i didn't know that he hid from them yeah well um so apparently um this is true he came into contact with someone who had covid and so as part of the, I don't know, science, he needs to quarantine for five days. Okay. So that's what he's doing. He's literally, I think his quarantine started yesterday or today or something. Yeah, um, convenient. But the thing is, the truckers, and if you can donate, donate. They have a GoFundMe or a GoSendMe, GoSendGo, whatever campaign up. Uh, and they got some money that's starting to back them, so they'll have some time to... You know, buy some food, buy some gas, hang out in Ottawa for a little bit. <laughs> wait for Justin to get yeah. out of quarantine. Yeah. All right, we got five days. <laughs> we can wait it out. 
it'll be worth it. We'll have some eggs and we'll wait for Trudeau to start feeling better. Here's his, I mean, these, it's amazing the leaders we have in our country now. But here's what he tweeted out about this. He said, last night, I learned that I've been exposed to COVID-19. My rapid test results was negative. Um, I'm following the Ottawa health rules and isolating for five days. I feel fine. and will be working from home. Stay safe, everyone. And please get vaccinated. <laughs> well, the test was negative? Yes. So why is he quarantining? That's, that's part of the health rules. Exposed? That's part of the health rules. <laughs> Knox, Knox can't help himself. He's laughing back there. Yeah, so, yeah, he tested negative. That's, like, uh, apparently that's the Ottawa health rules that, that's there. If you if you come in close contact with someone, quarantine for five days. Right. Well, if you test if you test negative for COVID, then how do you even know that you came in contact with somebody with COVID? John, this is not, we aren't arguing logic. We're talking about science. Let's go back and talk about comic books. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Superman. Justin, Justin Trudeau deserves his own comic book. He needs to be. <laughs> he should be training Superman, book. saving the climate. Well, he could be a certainly a, a super villain. Yeah, he could be somebody that we war again. Do you see that the the Super Bowl is requiring masks this year? Are they really? I did not see that. Yeah, if you're going into the Super Bowl, you have to wear a mask. They're giving out masks to all of the attendees in person, and they will be enforcing repeatedly enforcing that you wear them. Wow! <laughs> At the Super Bowl, that is so <laughs> disappointing. You know, that's not. There's a lot of fans there who aren't going to put up with that. Oh no! It's yeah. it's not even it's it's a religion. I mean, you yeah. guys have been saying this for months, yeah. but wearing masks is a religious ritual wow. now. There's just no other way to explain it. Wow! News that John Brandon can trust Jim Acosta says that Virginia's new Republican governor is running a Soviet-like police state for banning CRT. Soviet-like. Yeah, and what's funny is though. The previous governor, Blackface Northam, right? He he had don't forget that Blackface Northam. Uh, he <laughs> is that what had I all don't these. That was his name, but okay. yeah, no, his last name's Northam. Um, but he got caught doing blackface back in high school, and pictures went out. Either he was doing blackface, or he's wearing the KKK hat. No one knows who was who because you couldn't tell if his face was black under the KKK. One hat. of them had blackface on; the other dude had a hoodie on, and so no one knows who's who. And of course, Northam won't won't rat himself out. Oh yeah, I was the one in the KKK hat. <laughs> that was me. It was all in fun. That was me. But what what kind of cracks me up about this article is Northam had all these draconian COVID measures in Virginia. Right. That that's what and <laughs> and Glenn Young Yokin Yunkin whatever is banning CRT and that that's what Jim Costa says is you know Soviet like police state. Well, the the only time that CNN has problems with Soviet. Uh, with Soviet-like police states is when they think they're detecting it on the Republican or conservative side. That's right. You know? That's right. They, they love it when it happens in Russia, and they they love it when it happens in China. That's right. So they don't have a they don't have a problem with the police state. They just don't like it when they think it's happening on the other side. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, I've been kind of following Yokin a little bit in all this, and. Um, it true to conservative form when they they get elected in a fight like this um and they start doing really dumb moves thinking like yeah. oh look at me being courageous um 
Knox told me earlier, uh, Yokin started a hotline, opened up a phone hotline for people to call into to report uh, where CRT is being taught in public schools. So if your public school is teaching CRT, you can call the hotline and report it, and then they'll well, what address it. What does that it. accomplish? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the problem is, is like, uh, who's responsible for the public schools? Who's funding the public schools? Who's the government is? And then now you're reporting, you're calling to report the government against the government. Um, right. It's actually, no, Glenn, you can actually do something about the public schools. I mean, like, you, you literally could. And... You set up a hotline. You set up a hotline. <laughs> Look out! This is a bold move. I, I could legislate public schools, but you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to set up a hotline. I'm going to publish a phone number, and you guys can, you know, all that stuff that you guys were complaining about That's when you right. elected me. Here's a new number that you can call to keep complaining. That's right. It it's um. I'm embarrassed for conservatives when they when they do that kind of stuff, but that goes back to thinking like Christians and yes. thinking you know and, and and thinking through these things. Uh, I, I'll never forget. Um, I was talking to Nate Wilson, um, and we were talking about Idaho, and uh, I asked Nate, I was like, if you were governor for a day, I've since stole this line from him, um, but if you were governor for a day, what would you do? And one of the things, so Idaho and a lot of the West, this is Idaho's particularly egregious in this regard. 60% of our land is owned by the federal government. It's like all federal forestry and stuff like that. 60% of Idaho's land. And Nate said, I would um, confiscate our land back and, and give it to the Indians from whom we stole a lot of the land from in the first place. And the thing I liked about that was um, the federal government doesn't want to be still in the land from the Indians again, <laughs> you know, you give the, we stole, I mean, because it, it, it's pretty clear in, in the West, we had a compact agreement. You can still read through these agreements with the Indians and we stole their lands back. I mean, like we, like you can read the contract that we created with the Indians and you can see where we stole the lands back here in, in the West. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, that to me is a clear, easy to find situation, get rid of reservations um, uh, and give them the land that we took, that we um, we agreed to separate. We agreed that you can have this land. We'll, st- we'll live over here and, and give them the land back. Take, take the federal property, take the federal lands and distribute it back to the, to the Indians, um, uh, that we stole it from the tribes and the tribes are still here. You, we know all the names of the tribes and the people and all that stuff. And, uh, it would, um, really cause a pickle for the federal government because then they would be again, you know, with CRT and all this stuff going on and reparations, it would, I think it'd checkmate the federal government in a lot of ways regarding our federal land. So, well, I don't disagree that it will put them in an awkward position, but so far they haven't demonstrated that that just breaking the laws is really much of a deterrent for them, right? I yeah. mean, what are, what are you going to do? Here, we're going to get angry and we're going to say, "Hey, this is unconstitutional," and they're going to say, "Well, yeah, so, what's your point?" Yeah, yeah. No, there's, yeah, but there's all sorts of related problems. But my point, I guess, by telling that story, in some sense, it's like the trucker convoy situation. Like, think strategically about how to protest against the government. Uh, the trucker convoy is brilliant. You know, Justin Trudeau, I mean, he needs gas. He needs food. It, it, it hurts him just as much as it's going to hurt some of the average citizens that, that are having to wait for their supplies because the truckers are, uh, uh, you know, uh, protesting. But it's a very brilliant protest um, because it really puts serious pressure on on Trudeau because everything's connected to the trucker industry. 
Walmart is going to be mad at Trudeau. Walmart's going to be frustrated with um, Trudeau. You know, all these big businesses in Canada are going to be putting serious pressure on Trudeau. Hey, look, we're losing money right now. We can't get our right. products and goods out there. So it, it's a strategic protest, and that's why I like what Nate was Nate told me about about Idaho. So, anyways, well, I, go ahead. I do think you know, I, I think that the 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 to be to be charitable and fair to our Christian brothers and sisters, I think many of them are genuinely yeah. genuinely believe that if they compromise, then that will open a door to communication and allow them to make friends with people and bring them in and share the gospel with right. them and lead them to Jesus. Right. And I I I don't I don't think that that is a bad thing to do i just think that it's naive i yep. think that there's a lot of people who who compromise the very convictions that they're claiming they're going to try to teach people right um when right. they bring them in and so right. we just like you said we just need to think about things before we before we open our mouths folks we hope to see you on the road uh either in fort worth or in rapid city or in phoenix in the coming months uh, make sure you join the club so you get first dibs of buying tickets. And also, our next magazine is going to be coming out uh, next quarter. Uh, that'd be March. That'd be March 1st. So it'll be shipping out about March 1st. Uh, it's on creation. And we got authors like me and John Brannion and Pastor Toby. And uh, David Bonson is actually going to be joining us this round talking about creation and economics. So make sure you subscribe to our magazine. Get on that list first before that magazine starts shipping out. Four magazines, four quarters. Until next time, love God and go fight, laugh, and feast. This is the water break. See ya. Explosion.